Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. Uh, I'm going a little bit different today. I think it's it's pretty cool to uh, to introduce uh, the guy that's sitting across the desk for me right now. Uh, we met uh, back in May at uh, an event where uh, uh, an acquaintance and friend of ours uh, brought a bunch of people together from different industries, and uh, and it was it was very interesting to me because in a room of a ton of business professionals all dressed up and uh, getting ready to share all kinds of things on building brand and using LinkedIn specifically, up comes these three break dancers and b boys. <laughs> And I was like, what the heck is going on here? Like, I didn't know if this was entertainment or, or what. And the more that I've uh, paid attention to and, and gotten to know you, um, uh, I'm just so intrigued by everything that you are. So welcome, Darren Wong. Uh, Darren is the, uh, a member of the Kinjas who was featured on season one of NBC's World of Dance. Uh, and that's so dope. I'm stoked to, <laughs> to dig into that a little bit more. So welcome, Darren. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me, Ryan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, let's just dig right into it. I mean, obviously, you know, we were talking a little bit offline and I'm intrigued by so many things, um, about you personally, and then just the whole discipline and not to use this terrible pun, but like the world of dance and, and everything <laughs> that goes into that. I think that, uh, there are a lot of facets. Uh, so, uh, so why don't you just tell me a little bit about like how, like what, what drew you into dance in the first place? You know, was that like, you know, forced into excited into like, what was it that got you into that? Um, I think for me, well, the honest story and like for a lot of dancers is I wanted to impress this girl. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ask any guy dancer, that's probably going to be the answer. Uh, so I wanted to impress this girl. Um, I didn't really have any teachers, so I don't come from like a studio background. It was more like you have to just figure it out by watching videos. And this was kind of before YouTube. So you had to like really search for a video to like learn something. And it wasn't even like tutorials at that time. It was more like you're just watching people battle and you're like, okay, that's a cool move. I'm going to try to do it. So it was a lot of that. And I had to practice a lot. And I also had to like relearn a lot because I was doing the things wrong and doing the technique completely wrong. But I just loved it. I enjoyed doing it. I didn't get the girl. Uh, <laughs> but, come on, man. That would have been a good but, first part. But I got a different girl <laughs> because of dancing. <laughs> um, so I feel like that just being in that community and like I was I didn't really have friends back in the day. So like being just part of a group of just a lot of dancers and just seeing a different world of just like, you know, not going to school or not being a part of band or part of sports. It was like it was my kind of introduction to like having a group of friends. So I think that's what really kept me kept me going basically and i just enjoy it to this day and now i get to like teach people and perform around the world so not a bad thing <laughs> not a bad gig <laughs> that's for sure so you are drawn to dance because you want to win the girl uh, i love that i just absolutely love that how how many times guys do things to impress women right yep and they don't work. They don't work. <laughs> well, I guess it did work for you, right? In the end. <laughs> um, so, so you you kind of have to dig into this. 
Um, obviously, you have a goal in mind, uh, but there had to be something else, right? There had to be a something that was either birthed into or taught into you as it related to like discipline and that fight. So like, where does that come from? Because that takes a lot of commitment. Yeah. So um, I was doing martial arts actually before I started dancing. So I think all of my discipline came from like, you know, just what the martial arts studio taught me. And it was just about like, you know, do the hard work and practice hard and you'll achieve greater and better things in life. So I think for me, my parents putting me into martial arts was like a really big thing. And they didn't force it on me. It was more my brother went into it first. And then I was always on the side like, yeah, yeah. And I wanted to copy it, <laughs> right? So I wanted to copy it. And then all of a sudden, like the, you know, the owners of the series like, oh, like, you know, he really enjoys it. So you should just put him in. So I think from the get go, I was just, I wasn't like trying to be like super disciplined. It was just more like it was taught to me, which was a blessing for sure. I really, really appreciate all my time in the martial arts studio. And like through that, like dance, I probably would not be where I am today if I didn't have that discipline for sure. Like I wouldn't have practiced so hard. I wouldn't have like trained my butt off to like get one move down that probably like, you know, I would never got if I didn't keep training. So yeah, that's kind of like where my drive initially came from. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that. So you are you're into dancing and you're, and you're kind of going at it. What age was that, by the way, that you were uh, started dancing? Dancing, I want to say the end of middle school. So what what age are you in middle school? 12, 13, 12. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Okay. And then when in life do you turn from um, this is fun and this is a, a, a friendship type of thing to, oh, man, I think I can make a career out of this. Um, so I went to college actually thinking I wasn't going to dance anymore. And then I got pulled into what we call like the hip hop community. Uh, so I went to UC Irvine where uh, Cabo Modern was from. So that was when ABDC, America's Best Dance Crew. Uh, so Jabberwockies, Cabo Modern, they're in the same season. Yeah. Um, so that's what like kind of drew me back to dance. And then I think I didn't truly realize that you could make money off of dance and like make it a career until probably after I graduated and I was asked to actually teach at UC Irvine uh, as a dance adjunct professor. So um, to me, like, I always thought you needed like a dance degree, you needed like all these like accolades to be a teacher. But then the fact that like, they just knew my background in like the hip hop community, and they're like willing to like give me a job for that. I think that was like the switch that was like, all right, this could be something. And I'd rather do that than like sit behind a desk for sure. Yeah. It sounds a lot more fun than sitting behind a desk all day long. <laughs> okay, so you, I mean, you, you see this path uh, to where you can make money and you can teach. Um, at that point, do you think that that, like, you were good with that? I mean, was that the place of if you would have just for the rest of your life, I, I don't want to say this lightly, but like just been a dance teacher, like, would that have been okay for you? Or did you still aspire to something else? Like, because you ended up getting into so much else, right? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I honestly feel like when I started teaching as like a quote unquote profession, I didn't really have a, a business plan to it. I was just kind of going with the flow and like taking whatever jobs were coming at me, which at the time were like, okay. But I think now looking back on it, 
I wish I would have made like a better business plan. And that's kind of like what leads me to where I am today. Like now I'm like very like conscious of like what I say yes and no to, um, like what my purpose of teaching now is versus like, oh, okay, the studio just wants me to teach something. But more I want to like give back for a reason and like give back for the purpose that I'm being hired to do the job now versus yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to teach you a combination and then leave with the money. So, okay. So, so that, so that brings up something really interesting. And I think that, you know, when I, when I talk to people and obviously you dance for a living, but you're still running a business, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's nothing different in the sense of you run a business like I do, like, you know, the majority of other people that would listen today. So, so what prevents you? from just taking the money because i mean you're at a place now where you are recognized around the world i mean there's right i mean uh, you smile right like <laughs> humbly i'm sure like you know everybody knows your name if, if they don't know you specifically because a lot of times you're masked when you dance but you know if they don't know you specifically they definitely know the kinjas by name yeah. Um, and for some crazy reason, if they didn't know that you drop world of dance and then they do, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's something there. And so like, there's gotta be times when you have been offered money to go do things that did not align with your purpose. And so how do you prevent yourself, especially early on, like right after you guys do so well and you have this world recognition, what prevents you from just, from, from just taking the. The business or taking the money almost yeah i think um well for sure like within our brotherhood if like for kinjas kin and kinjas means brotherhood and then the ninjas part is of course because why we're maxed up <laughs> so i think within our brotherhood we've always had like the thought of like you know like we want to represent something we want to represent our dance community in a positive way and give back to it and we don't just want to take jobs just because jobs are there so uh for us we're very selective about um you know whatever jobs come to us if they don't make sense we automatically pass off just because like we know that we're trying to build something that other people can look up to and if you just keep taking jobs and like you're kind of like destroying your own brand because you're just like doing these random things and then again uh, after that you're just like not known for what you actually want to be known for you could just be known for like, oh, you're the cool dancers who wear masks versus like for us, we always want to represent ourselves in the best possible way. So like if people ask us to do certain ways, we'll always fight back and be like, no, we don't want to do that. And this is why we don't want to do that. So, you know, it's just I feel like that is what kind of keeps us going. Yeah. And I think that is such an awesome principle for everybody to hear, because I think that in business in general, especially, right? Like when we get started in business, it's easy for us to just take work. And oh my gosh, if I can count the times I regretted taking work after I took work because I needed to pay the bills. Or, I mean, I, I remember when I started my business, I had a wife and let's see, both of my kids were born and we had $500 to our name when I started my business. And so in a sense, it was like, dude, I'll take whatever you can throw my way. <laughs> yeah. But it always ends up causing a problem uh -huh. or an issue. And then even now, I think like all these years later, sometimes I'll take on a client and my gut is like, I don't know about that. And it ends up actually giving me a bad name because they don't live up to their end or like something. So can you remember a time and you can be, you, you, you can be as vague <laughs> as you want to not totally roast somebody. Um, can you think of a time that you did step into something that you guys were like, oh my gosh, we should have never done this. Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Let me see. Um, I feel like I can't remember a time. I'm sure there have been many times with 
the group. I think for me personally, um, there have been moments where like I've taken on like students for private lessons just because like, you know, I needed the, I needed the money at the time. So I thought, um, but it just caused me, I just didn't enjoy like having the lesson. And that to me was like doing a disservice, not only to me, but also a disservice to them. So then I felt even worse because I felt like I took them on just for the money and I wasn't like giving back to them because I wasn't a hundred percent into it. So like, I think doing those kind of like, I guess, transactions, you could say, uh, I learned a lot about like, you know, like not always having to do it for the money, but do it for the right reason. And yeah. I think that's the most important thing. And I mean, obviously like the sense of like personal fulfillment is important in there, mm, but do definitely. you feel like that's helped to further shape you as an individual and you guys as a group, as you've gone on it, it, in, in getting more and more niche with the things that you're doing? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, like once you start to like, I guess, stamp down and like put your foot down, like this is what we represent. Like if you don't like us, then, you know, just don't hire us. I think that in itself just makes people, I feel like it makes people respect you a little bit more. It makes them be like, okay, like they stand for what they want to stand for. And like, if we still want them, then we kind of have to like play by their rules. And like, you know, of course we're like flexible, but at the same time, it's like, we don't have to get into arguments with other clients or other people and like in the end it just builds a better relationship so we can keep like you know building like connections and partnerships that way that's awesome <clears throat> all right so <laughs> I, I have a couple of i have a couple of questions that are burning and i always tell people that um i will only edit out if it's something that they don't want to talk about <laughs> so we may end up editing this part out afterwards <laughs> okay so a couple of questions first of all um, and, and I know you well enough already, and I've, I've only really met you from a distance, right? We <laughs> haven't really spent any personal time together, but you seem like a pretty humble guy. So I'm, I, I could get, uh, this, there could be challenge in drawing this out, but so when do you feel like, uh, was the time when you were like, you know what, like we did it or <laughs> we're, we're successful. Uh -huh. Like what, was there a time when you really got, when you guys, or when you even individually felt like, yeah, we did it. I think, uh, man that is a good one um for me personally when i thought like kin just did it it's like when we opened our very first studio in monterey park because that was like we crowdfunded for that i don't think anyone's ever crowdfunded really for a dance studio yeah we crowd we indiegogoed for our no studio way. our first studio so like that was right after was that yeah i think that was right after america's best dance crew so we came back the season of champions season eight and we lost at the very end uh but we were still able to crowdfund for our own studio which was like pretty crazy because that to me told us like okay like people recognize like what we do they like respect what we do what we do they want to like learn at a place that we create so that was like the first time i was like oh dang we did it <laughs> this is the this is the thing <laughs> yeah 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 that's awesome okay so my my then my next question so after that, you are successful. You guys are doing pretty well. Um, you get into another dance competition, and it does not end up faring mm -hmm. so well for you guys, right? I mean, most people would say actually that like <laughs> they they would have taken that you know like hands down like you guys finished <laughs> second that season, uh, second before the finals. Okay, so yeah, second oh, that's in our right. division. That's yeah. right. And so, uh, and I know offline, you said that, you know, there was some sense, and I think anybody that's competitive is going to feel mm -hmm. this way anyway, that like we should have been there. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> how do you 
continue in the mindset of like, we know we're good. We're super successful. Um, and, and yet you get hit with something like that. So like, I mean, that throws tons Mm, of crazy, like thoughts and feelings and emotions. Like you've got to be pissed off. (laughs) There's frustration, there's disappointment. Um, so like, how do you, how do you manage all that? Um, after you've kind of reached, and I know I'm sure you guys have aspirations for way greater things than, you know, than you've accomplished, but like, how, how do you manage things like that after you've hit like this amazing stride, right. And, and, and accomplished so much. Yeah. I think for sure, like the day of that it happened, it was like very devastating. And we're like, we were kind of like, you know, of course we were kind of like, you know, pissed off about it because we felt like we put in so much work and we felt like we deserved to like, at least get to like a little bit farther. But I feel like the whole time we we're on that show or even before the show is like the our whole mantra is like, you know, we're going to put out what we want to put out no matter like what what other people say. Like they might want us to like switch a song just because it's more like popular or whatever, but or like do certain moves because they're like bigger and flashier. But for us, it's like we've always like done our own thing. We've only done we've always done our own artistry. So I feel like knowing that throughout the whole season, we did our own artistry and even because we lost it wasn't going to stop us because in the end we knew we like you could push out content you can do whatever you want after we still have the studio and if you just keep dancing and showing your true artistry then like you know the championship doesn't really matter at that point it's just more like it was a good stepping stone to keep going further and further yeah and and, and as you look back on that i mean are there things that you would have done differently um I don't think so. I think because we've had so many conversations of like, oh, should we have done a different song? Should we have gone a different route? But in the end, it's like, you know, we we all collectively wanted to do that final piece that got us like eliminated. But we are very proud of it. And yeah. I think that's like the most important thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, it's interesting, too, right? Because um, that it, it's there's no definite way to judge you for your performance, mm-hmm. right? Which again, I think that this goes back to so much. I, um, a lot of times when I coach people, uh, people will, um, deem themselves a success or a failure based upon the result that's produced, right? So like how much revenue I generate or what goal I achieve when a lot of times that's actually out of our hands, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We don't get to decide whether somebody tells us yes or no. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so what I love about that is you guys just continued to stick true to who you are and didn't allow a lower than expected or hoped for score to dictate how you saw yourselves. Exactly. And so then you have to go teach other people, (laughs) right? And, and most everybody else out there in this world does not hold to that kind of mindset, Mm. right? I mean, we live in like, I have a a nine-year-old daughter and I'm stoked because in school right now, uh, they are learning a growth mindset. Oh, dang. Yeah, it's crazy, (laughs) right? She comes home one day with me. I actually have a paper here, I'll show you. And um, it says, I I have a slight growth mindset because, and it's got like these, these few things on it. And I was like, man, that's awesome because most people today are so fixed, right? It's like, they're just and pessimistic uh, to boot. So you and you encounter a lot of people that come to you and they're and they're like, Darren, you need to make me successful, yeah. right? Like you need to make me good at dance. I need to win a competition or I need to make a team or I need to whatever. Mm-hmm. So 
how do you give your all to them and help to contribute to the best success that you can while still managing their emotion, their expectations, and their mindset? Mm -hmm. I think, uh, well, even before I take on any private lesson clients, I always ask them, like, what is your end-all, be-all goal? And then if they tell me, like, I just want to, like, you know, compete and do this, and then I keep asking, like, okay, why do you want to do that? Like, uh, just because, you know, I just want to win. I was like, okay, well, why do you want to win? And then they're like, in the end, it usually comes down to, like, you know, I just want to feel confident. Like, I want to feel confident and, like, just know I did something and, like, know I did it for myself. And then that's where, like, okay, so you want to, like, build your confidence. That's something, like, we could work on. That's mm. something I, I could try to, like, help you work on through dance because the reason you're probably not confident while you're dancing is because you're you're just I guess you don't you don't I guess as cliche as this you're not dancing like no one's watching you're dancing because <laughs> you want to impress somebody versus like truly expressing yourself while you're dancing so my whole thing when I take on clients is like you know I just want you to feel confident in your own skin even if you're like not doing the craziest moves if you're having fun that's what's most important to you like you should understand like that's the most important thing for you and like after that then they start like having more fun when they dance they start like enjoying doing dance and like being ridiculous because sometimes you when you dance you have to do things that are awkward to get better and like if they're not comfortable in their own skin then they kind of like eh, i don't want to do it so even like for me like when i do my lessons i don't even have mirrors because i want them to just feel what it's like to like oh. you know express themselves first then we'll get in front of a mirror and then you can like figure out like okay that doesn't look kind of as cool but it's the first thing of like building their own confidence like oh you know like i feel good like moving like this and then we can get in front of a mirror and be like okay like we'll see how you do this we could fix this a little bit just so it looks a little bit cooler but it's it's more about like in the end it's about the confidence of them <laughs> so your <clears throat> confidence first mm -hmm. right so that's like in the head <clears throat> bit of the heart um how then so again people come to you they see you at like the top of the dance game, right? I mean, you guys are just unbelievable when you dance. And so they look at you and they're like, that's what I want. Mm. And so what are some of the stepping stones that you teach um, to get people to maybe one day be part of the Kinjas? Mm. Like, I mean, what are some of those things and, ha and how do you teach those foundations? Uh, so first off, I always tell people to not want to dance exactly like me because in dance, at least, I feel like in everything, like everyone has their own style of doing something. Yeah. So I always, when I teach, I'm always trying to be like, okay, like I'm going to teach you like the basics, foundation. That's like the core of everything. So I always start with the core of everything. That's the thing like everyone should know before like they start moving us to the next step. So foundation first. After that, it's more um, within while you're building your foundation, of course, you're building your confidence. And then after that, you just get into more and more like, I guess you could say advanced intermediate movements to like truly understand like, okay, well, let's take this foundation move and now let's show how you can do it to a different tempo. Let's show how you can like do a different dynamic change. Let's slow it down. Let's speed it up. So those like little things are just building from your foundation. So it's always going from the ground up and then even the harder moves, it's always just coming from your basic grooves. Like that's, that's the end all of dance. If you know how to groove and you just understand groove, then you'll be able to do harder and better things. So I feel like that's how I always like try to train my dancers just to become very good at their fundamentals and then they could break the fundamentals and do their own thing after to be more creative. And how often do you go back and work on those basic fundamentals? Yeah. So um, for me, even before I started teaching, I didn't learn my fundamentals. So I was kind of at a disadvantage because like when I did step into classes, I was just 
I was honestly like a, a really lost dancer because huh. I s- saw all these dancers like picking up the movements. I was like, why are they getting this so easily? But then I found out and I kind of dissected it, dissected it by like, oh, like they figured out the original foundational moves and then now they're just able to do it like so easily. So I think for me, when I get to teach, that's also when I get to learn again too, because I get to see how like a student might look at it in a different way. And then that makes me look at dance in a different way and try to figure out different explanations for it. So that's one way I like keep training myself. Another way is just like, you know, within our own like circle of kinjas, like we have our own classes uh, at our dojo. We have like, even within our like rehearsals, we'll like freestyle with each other. We'll like, you know, just vibe out with each other just because we know like in the end, like we should just go back to like what we enjoy doing, dancing and learning from each other. So I feel like I'm always learning. I'll always be a student to the game. So I'll never stop learning. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I follow you on Instagram, dude. I know. <laughs> I watch you. You dance in front of your own mirror. <laughs> yeah. With your dog, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that like a whole series with the dog? Or no, uh, just no like-, like he's always there. Uh, I have a corgi. So uh, uh, he's always there. He likes to be around me no matter what i'll be like doing yoga he'll like crawl under me while i'm doing downward dog and stuff so, <laughs> so yeah ironic right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah always always train just try to like find time in your day to just dance that's what i try to do yeah um so what do you what do you love doing most professionally right now like if you could pick the one thing that you had to do what would that be um I think right now I'm in the point of I really enjoy private lessons just because I like to see someone like just grow. I just love seeing people grow into like what they want it to be. And sometimes they grow into something like further than they wanted to be, which is always awesome to see. And like just to see someone's confidence build and like to see them smile when they get a move down, to see them like just be happy. And like um, just for instance, I had this one student who was preparing for his 60th birthday and he came to me just because he said like when he was younger he used to dance a lot and just for his 60th birthday he wanted to show off that he still had it and like he come to me every day and like oh my knees are feeling better and like I just feel healthier like I'm smiling a lot more and that to me is like that is like golden to me like even even if he wasn't like the best dance in the world just the fact that he said that to me and even now to this day he's like yeah I'm now I'm gonna actually go take dance classes because I'm more confident to do that that to oh. me is like yeah yeah! <laughs> oh that is yeah. awesome and i would have never assumed that a 59 mm-hmm. year old person mm-hmm. would have come to you for dance lessons mm-hmm. so i mean so do you teach all styles of dance um so for me i do i'm originally a b-boy so i love teaching breaking but uh to be honest the market for breaking isn't there really it's yeah. more about um hip-hop so uh most of my students are like hip-hop uh, a lot of them are just because they just want to pick up a hobby, honestly. It's not like I want to be the best dancer in the world. A lot of them are like, I just feel very awkward like when I dance or I don't, I'm too scared to go to a class because like everyone's getting it and I'm not. And like, I totally understand that because even to this day when I walk into a class, I'm like very like kind of nervous, but you know, like I'll go with it. But um, I feel like a lot of those people, it's just, everyone can dance. It's just a matter of like, can you just put yourself out there and feel comfortable to do it? So Oh, that was good. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I would like those are like the the things that I wish we could bottle up, you know, and and remind people of like you can insert any kind of one word into that, you know, you can, you just got to apply yourself. 
And, and I mean, that is just so awesome to me. Okay. So rewinding back. So you, you told me initially that you got into dance because you were chasing a girl um, <laughs> who I hope she feels terrible now that she's uh, she lost, she lost, but like what, I mean, you have to be so disciplined mm. uh, to do what you do. I mean, it is rigorous. We talked mm. right offline about the fact that like it just beats on your body. Mm. So that's hard um, when you are either uh, going to dance as a group or you're teaching like it's rigorous. Mm. It's demanding. I mean, you're traveling. Like, What gets you out of bed every day? <laughs> like, what is it that like that is really driving you? Uh, I honestly just. Like, I just love dance. That's that's really what, what drives me. Like, I could think of, like, you know, I did, like, retail. I did sit behind the office. And, like, I I really can't imagine myself doing that. Um, it's just it's just fun. <laughs> that's, that's just what it is. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy learning it. It's such, like, an open field for creativity. You can really do whatever you want. And that's really what keeps me going and like knowing that like there's other people out there that want to learn it also and like i know i can give back to them in my own special way of doing it that's what keeps me going that's why like i travel the world it's not to just travel like yes i enjoy traveling but there's more of a purpose to it it's more yeah. like inspiring people to enjoy dance and inspiring them to pick up dance hopefully and hopefully in their own future they can like choose it as a career as well yeah I think it's really cool because I mean, you know, again, just, you know, sitting here across from you validates, you know, what I've been perceiving online, which is you always have a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, even when you guys like didn't get through on World of Dance, I have a feeling like you did it with a smile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I, I think that's really unique, right? Um, uh, we hear a lot of people nowadays talking about this idea of like, um, do what you love or, or you got to love what you do, mm -hmm. right? Kind of like that idea. And it can be bastardized a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, that, that isn't always the best thing to do or, or it can get yeah, kind of messed sure. up. But I love the fact that you, you really do exude <laughs> that, right? I mean, you, you can definitely tell that that you love that and it's got to come out. I mean, when, when people, it's gotta be one of the reasons why people want to work with you because, I so. <laughs> well, really, I mean, like, what, what is it? I mean, like, what draws people to want to work with you mm. versus, I mean, not for nothing. Right. But there's like 9 million yeah, dance yeah, instructors. Yeah, yeah. If you just Google, I mean, it would probably just go crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that like, name and notoriety helps but which that's all the result of your hard work and commitment and dedication to get where you are so it's not like you know you're you're like using some name that's not legitimate like it's real but like what are the things that make you different or differentiate yourself that people end up saying like yeah i'm gonna pay you yeah. because i hope they're actually paying you more money than yeah, they're yeah. paying the google person <laughs> because they're probably a schmuck that doesn't even know how to dance they you they use youtube right yeah yeah for sure <laughs> Uh, I think, well, my, like, at least what my students tell me, like, testimonials or just even after classes is, like, I just love how you just, your energy's so crazy. You just, you truly enjoy it. I could tell you enjoy it. Like, even the way you explain it, like, you're so passionate about, like, the simplest, like, little detail. Like, oh, you have to put your arm exactly like this. It'll help you do this. Like, those, like, little details, I feel like, like, to me, it's, like, so small. But I do know I spent so much time, like, picking up on those things because i do see a lot of dance teachers sadly like a lot of dance teachers can't teach very well just because they don't 
see it through the eyes of a, a, a student, basically. Uh, so I feel like the fact that I try to do that as best as I can to be in their shoes, to remember how it was to be where they were. Mm. Um, I feel like that's what sets me apart. And plus, like, you know, I'm just a very happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to smile and have a good time, yeah, call. Exactly. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, okay. So um, do you think that... Um, that a great dancer produces uh, uh, or becomes or evolves into a better teacher? Mm, that's tough because a lot, I feel like teaching and doing are very different things, yes. especially in any in industry, I feel like. So um, I, I would hope that a lot of great dancers would go back and teach somebody, but I would hope that they also study how to teach them because I would hate to have like somebody who's like so great, not give back their information and just not know how to give back their information. So I feel like for me, it's trying to find those individuals at this point in my life. I'm trying to find like those individuals who can like do and perform dance in a very high caliber who are willing to go back and teach somebody because we like, I feel like in the hip hop community, we follow a proverb, like it's called each one teach one. So it's like someone took the time to teach us something. So you, sh you should have like the same, like, I guess duty to go back and like give it back to somebody else as well to keep the cycle going. Oh, each one, each one, teach, teach one. one. That's dope. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think everybody should take that on. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think For that sure. <clears throat> anybody that has found any bit of success in this life, can attribute that to somebody else and uh and it's sad to see so many people that don't go back and reinvest mm -hmm. right elsewhere um so you're running studios <laughs> and you have been now how long uh our group has been together since 2010 our studio came out uh, i don't remember the right date right now but i feel like it's been open two maybe three years okay so two the one in Monterey park yeah and so you have to run a business mm-hmm which is different from dancing or teaching dance yes. even, right? Mm -hmm. Like, And so what are some of the challenges that you guys have run up against in opening a studio, in keeping it profitable? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, how's that been? Like, Yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, me personally, I'm not really involved with like running the studio business side of that, but I do know like we just take on a lot of people that like, of course we trust too and we just know like okay we're not good at like certain people are good at doing one thing while we're good at doing other things so it's more like you know just being able to outsource to like not just random people but people that we trust too so it's a lot of outsourcing and just you know just trusting in each other and that's kind of like what our brand has been about it's about like you know you're not a part of this crew unless like we trust you to be in it. You could be like the dopest dancer, but if we don't trust you, you're not going to be in it. So, and how do you, how do you, um, how do you communicate that culture or teach that culture to people that come to work for you mm -hmm. guys? Because you said that, um, I saw you as small as three mm -hmm. and, but you said you're like 40 deep, yep. right? <laughs> with, with everybody that has a hand in production or media mm -hmm. or the business mm -hmm. side. So how do you, how do you teach and communicate that culture? Because it's, I mean, that's hard, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys are really tight mm -hmm. and you want that brand to yeah. stay strong. So how do you do that? Um, I would honestly say it's not about teaching people to be a part of the culture. It's 
I guess it's more proactive in the fact that we have to find people who who like are genuinely like that. And then, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of people who could fit into that category. And then after that, you have to find out like who has the the talent, the drive, the, you know, the ability to do what they need to do in their own like facet of the business. So I don't think we necessarily teach people. I mean, we do have like um, people who come in to the studio who like are like, they they're younger and they want to like just be like a part of like the dojo and help out so i think that aspect like we're trying to mold them into being like what we do as a business but i feel like those who don't prevail then they just don't stick around very long so yeah so they kind of wean themselves out Mm -hmm. versus you guys having to push them exactly all right (laughs) um as you look back over your dance career, I mean, do you have any regrets? I mean, anything that you wish you could have done over? Mm, I wish I honestly did like studio training because a lot of studio dancers, they're like, they just understand their body so well. And for me, I was just like, I'm a freestyler. I'll just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a way harder path for me, I would say. So I would say I wish I learned my fundamentals in like a studio and then just branched out from there. But I'm very grateful that it did free sell first because that's a whole different world in itself yeah. too. And, and um, another question just came to mind. So uh, do you see uh, the benefit to being trained in other disciplines other than just your own? For sure. Um, I, think, I think everyone has their own style that they prefer to do. Yeah. But even for me, like breaking was like, my thing like I still break that's whenever I freestyle that's like my one thing but because I learned so many different techniques and styles like I'm able to fuse what I liked from those styles into like my own style so now I'm a, I have my own unique thing versus like just being another break dancer yeah 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 because I mean again you know just the naked untrained unprofessional eye as it relates to dance mm-hmm. I mean it, it is it's <clears throat> it's so cool to see people um on the competitions that come in like really strong in one area of dance and how they grow completely um i don't know i think of like um we were big fans of twitch on so you Uh, think you can mm -hmm. dance and um just how he was able to diversify himself so much and so i'm sure that that's expanded i even think to um uh talking about a world of dance now like Derek huff right like (laughs) i mean nobody knew that (laughs) He was dancing with you guys <laughs> until he pulled his mask off. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I'll bet like to the very trained eye, there was a distinction between the way he was dancing mm-hmm. and the way you guys were dancing. But to us, I, I mean, that was so yeah, impressive. Yeah. Like, dude, that guy can like can hang pretty dude, well. Derek right? Hupp is the man. <laughs> <laughs> He's freaking dope dancer. He's crazy. <laughs> and his energy is just yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, right. Like gets popped up off the chair and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that's great. You know, I think that's great advice again, whether it's dance or anything else. I mean, I, I, you know, there is a need to be a student of our own craft, mm-hmm. to be really, really good in our niche, in our narrow, narrow lane, but then just to make sure that we don't block off opportunities to diversify ourselves because you never know when we're called upon to do something that's a little outside our mm-hmm. comfort zone. And had we had some experience, we could have been a lot better Definitely. off. 100% agree. <laughs> 
All right. So you told me that you're getting ready to do some big world travel, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully soon. <laughs> and so um, so what what is the next 12 to 18 months look like for you, for you guys? Like what what's exciting? What's coming? Um, so we just opened our studio in Beijing, which will be our second studio in China. Our first one is in Chengdu. Uh, so for us, I feel like we're going to be in China a lot, which is a good thing. <laughs> like uh, the market over there is humongous, billions of people over there. And the dance scene is is starting to grow over yeah. there. So I think it's finding those places that have dance scenes that are like about to blossom and just trying to go in there and help them out, basically. Because I know it's it's not easy to like grow dancing without like the right amount of people and trainers there. Uh, so I think that's kind of our goal right now. And of course, push out like amazing content and videos and all that stuff. Keep it going. <laughs> what What do you think the draw is to to the Asian culture? On like, we'll start with dance. Like, what do you What do you think it is? That, like, um, I think for at least for China, I think they just recently had like a dance show, like as a test. Like, okay, we're gonna put on our own competition dance show, and like, um. Well, actually, one of our members was on it, John Ha. Uh, he went over to China to compete in that. And then it just freaking blew up like crazy. Really? <laughs> and now it's like, now China's like, oh, shoot, dance is dope. Now we want to do it. And we have the money to do it. So let's do it. Uh... So I feel like that, at least for China's sake, I think that's kind of like where they're headed right now. And of course, like, you know, K-pop's been big and K-pop dancers have always been like, like not even K-pop dancers, but just K-pop artists in general like they've always had dance in their videos so i think like dance is becoming just a huge thing around the world right now just because of everything that is popping up on the media nowadays yeah that's a yeah. that's a good kind of uh, transition to some degree so it tells such a story right i mean um there are few things in this world that can captivate people's mm. attention the way that dance can mm. um i you know can recall many times you know watching different you know dance shows and being brought to just tears mm. or watching um uh, you know just a, a, a an intense performance of the kids that uh won <laughs> world Lab, dance yeah. this year and just like their energy and their yeah, fire, right. it almost like gives you like a hope in the whole world, yeah, right? Sure, it's like sure. if that's the way kids can yeah, be. Yeah, they're the feature for sure. So like, um, does that, does, does knowing that and having that in the back of your mind continue to fuel you guys wanting to grow and do more? Like, like how does that play into like who you guys are and where you want to go? Um, I feel like, well, I can't speak for the whole crew, but I'm sure very similar. But for me, it's like, like especially when i see like kids like the lab and stuff and like just seeing the caliber of like these young children like being so crazy and talented at like what they do at this one moment it's it's it, it gives me really good like you said hope for the future and yeah. like i for me i know dance will always be around that's kind of what drives me because like like i said earlier everyone i feel like people can connect with dance because everyone can dance yeah and like everyone wants to move everyone just has this natural feeling to like you know, you want to move when you hear music. You want to move like when you're happy or like when you're sad, you kind of have your own kind of movement. So it's it's a very like human thing to like enjoy and like want to do. So I think that's why dance will always continue. And that's like why I even if I 
like let's say I retire from dance and I go into like something else, like I will still love dance and I'll still keep doing it. So that's awesome. Yeah, it, it does. It, it gives me a, a lot of hope and excitement mm-hmm. when I when I see things like that, that happen. And we need that mm-hmm. more than ever sure. right now. Okay, so <clears throat> you got a lot of things going. So how do people uh, engage with you? Because you know we're we're talking business too, mm-hmm. and um, so you got you got a lot of things going on. So what are some of the ways that people can work with you? Can engage with you? Yeah, uh, you can check out my website. Uh, that's Darren dot wait DarrenRWong.com. Uh, and my social media handles are all the same at DarrenRWong. So you can just hit me up. Uh, I do private lessons. I do master classes for studios and schools. I do workshops, same thing. Uh, I choreograph for teams. So, you know, hit me up. <laughs> if you're 60 years old yeah, hit me and up. you're looking yeah, to honestly, bring the heat back in your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I take on all age ranges just because like it's, it's such like a, I don't know. It's like, I wouldn't say it's an easy thing to teach. It's just like such a fulfilling thing to teach that like, I can teach you how to do it if you just really want to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate you sharing, you know, with me uh, and whoever else uh, may be listening uh, because, you know, I think that one, one side of it is just, it's so amazing to see somebody so passionate about something that they do. Uh, and you just, it comes out, it comes out of you all over the place that we should have had this on video because at times you were kind of like doing a little dance moves. You're smiling the majority of the time. And so uh, I appreciate it from that standpoint. I appreciate it too, because I have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and uh, just even uh, just, you know, people that are striving for success in their own life that listen. And there are so many principles that you share that just happen for you to apply to dance, um, but really apply to so many areas of life Definitely. and business. And so I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. It's been <laughs> awesome. You, man. <laughs> All right, so I will make sure to uh, share Darren's contact information in the show notes, as I always do. Thanks so much for another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. Catch you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.